Hey everyone, welcome back to the Baddies and Men's Therapy Podcast. I'm super excited because we have an awesome guest today. Her name is Jordan, and there's a lot of deep conversations that is going to go on between me and her. And so, so let's get into it. Hi. Hi. See, see, it's totally easy, huh? <laughs> it's super easy. This is so cool. I know. I am. I actually had a girl on last week, and she's like, wow, like, I'm not tech savvy, but that was super easy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, like, hopped on and was like, oh, wait, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hopefully she get it, and even all nervous, like, oh, my gosh, no. Yeah, super easy. I love it. So, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Girl, ready for January to be over with already? Literally. I can't believe it's already flying by the way that it is. No, it's going by super quickly. I'm like, after next week, we're, like, almost done. Literally. Well, I was just telling them a little about you, you know, just getting them all excited. So, if you want to, like, introduce yourself so they know who you are, you can do, you could just a little bit or a lot. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um. So, my name's Jordan Shepley. I am 23 from Arizona. And I am the owner of the Healing Lounge. Ooh, the healing. What do you even do for the Healing Lounge? So currently we do mobile catering for mocktails, which is a non-alcoholic drink. Um, and eventually we'll be a restaurant. But until we find the perfect space that aligns with the vision of the company, we are currently just doing uh, the mobile catering. Okay, that's actually really cool, actually. I've never had, don't, no one laugh at me, but I've never had a mocktail ever. Girl, they are so, if you've ever had a Shirley Temple, that's, like, basically a mocktail, but I make them ten times better because Shirley Temples are so in the past, and we're really working to step up the mocktail game so people aren't just, like, going out and being like, oh, I don't want to drink today. What are my options? A Sprite a juice, a soda. Like that is so boring and so we've really worked to find some of the best non-alcoholic spirits and learn to really craft drinks that one are healthy for you, two taste really good and three also make you feel included cuz nobody wants to be sitting there drinking a Sprite while everyone's, you know, drinking alcohol. <laughs> it just makes it harder for people to want to go out and drink less or stay sober. And so we really work to have something really fun and yummy because who doesn't love a fun and yummy drink no exactly no see yeah arizona i've only been here i've been here for two years so it's long enough but i it's like oh do you want alcohol drink or do you want a soda that's your two options on the menu every time it's so annoying and then if like places have like one like a couple like quote-unquote non-alcoholic drinks it's like a lemonade and i'm like listen i love a lemonade but at the end of the day if i'm going out i want a cocktail-looking option, but without the alcohol. No, of course. Or like, and then they try to make it all special, like a strawberry one. Or do you want a raspberry? <laughs> like, Literally. <laughs> and I'm like, what? great, thanks. And then they're using, like, syrup that's not organic with food dyes. And I'm like, I'm basically drinking lemonade with Red 40. No, exactly. But that's, like, Arizona. I have not seen. That's actually really cool. I've not seen, like, one place that sold a mocktail. Yeah, it's really cool. There's places that are starting um, out here a little bit to kind of start catching up with, like, the non-alcoholic trends. Um, L.A.'s really big with it. New York's really big with it. Um, Really, L.A.'s really, really big with it. But we're really working to bring that out here, especially for when we do open up our restaurant space, is really having the... like Like, a place where people know that it's healthy. You can go in there and know that you're getting organic locally sourced ingredients there's no like inflammatory seed oils and that way you know what you're putting in your body is really really good for you because that's the biggest thing that I've found that since really wanting to take care of my health that's something that I struggle with the most is going out to eat and not really having a lot of good options where it's good quality food no that's crazy and you're my age which is so cool (laughs) it's so cool I love it I was like, oh my god, wow, she's my age. That's actually really nice. I know, we'll have to hang out. I know, I was just mean, I was like, yeah, we we'll have to do something. Because, like, a lot of people my age, like, I've never met no one my age, like, 
down here. I don't know. Or, like, the people I've met, they're very much to themselves. Like, they don't really like to do stuff. And I'm like, well, I like to go out or, like, go hiking or something. And, like, you don't want to do nothing with me. Literally. It's been so hard making friends out here. I grew up in Tucson. And then I moved up here back in 2020. And it's been hard to make friends. Like, because everyone is, like, so different up here in a weird way. Yes, a very weird way. Uh, people be like, when people come down here, they're like, oh, like, how is it? I'm like, it's weird. Like, I have no <laughs> way else to explain it. Literally. People have weird energy. Don't come here. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then they come here, they're like, you're right. I'm like, I told you, but you decide not to listen. Literally. So, oh my gosh. Let's, I know we talked about, like, going into mental health, which is a big one. Um, especially now in 2023, because so many people battle mental health. Yeah, 100%. And I'm one of them. <laughs> Girl, me too. <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, so, I don't even know where to start. There's so much to go into about mental health, especially, like, there's so many topics. Like, I was having to list out so many topics, and they're like, this, 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 this. And I know therapy was a big one. Like, a lot of people wanted me to talk about therapy. I don't know if you ever did therapy before. Oh, girl, I've been in therapy for years. Girl, that's, like, a big topic. Like, a lot of people are, like, very much, like, wanting me to address that topic. And I think it's because, like, a lot of therapists. Well, therapists I've been to, they're not that good. And I feel like most of them just need a check. So they're just like, here you go. On yeah, a piece- it's definitely hard to find the right one, and there's so different many therapy modalities that you can use, so that's really cool, but it is hard when everyone's like, let's talk about therapy, and it's like, I'm sure you've done that a hundred times over. I can talk about, like, more alternative therapies rather than, like, straight-up talk therapy, because I feel like that's something that not a lot of people, more people are talking about it, and things are like that are becoming more popular, but they're not... Um, I feel like they're still a little almost like taboo in a weird way. No, for sure. And I, when I went to therapy last year, I was just like, I would never do this again. Like it was helpful in a sense, but it also felt like it was just a waste of money. Yeah. Sometimes you like get to that point where you're like, okay, I know the root of my problems. Now what? And they're like, well, take care, do some self care and like cry. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) I know. Like I've done that before already. I'm like, all the stuff you say, I have tried and it's not working. That's why I'm coming to you because I'm at the rock bottom and I don't know where else to go. And you're telling me the same thing I'm doing. Literally. That's something that like I've really struggled with. And I've seen like people like my partner struggle with it or friends struggle with it. They like want to get into therapy. They go and they're like, well, that was really unfulfilling. And it's because their therapist was like, well, the root of your anger is because your mother never loved you. And it was like, okay, I know that. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to talk about that. And they're like, oh, cry about it if you need to. Don't hold back. And it's like, okay, <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, yeah. I know I had, I went to two th- different therapists. I actually found a good one, but she was like virtual and I'm more of like an in-person type. But I feel like my first one I ever went to, she was just more like, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm, I understand. And I'm like, you really don't understand. Like, you're just talking <laughs> to understand to understand. And I'm like, I'm like, no, most people don't understand. Like, my root of my problem, I was sexually assaulted. That's how I lost my virginity. And I was like telling her that. She's like, yeah, I understand you. And I'm like, you don't understand that, girl. Like, yeah, tell me you don't understand without telling me you don't understand. She'll go first. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, so I asked her, I'm like, well, like, have you ever had like, experiences with that? She's like, no. And I'm like, well, you don't understand. I was like, I would rather talk to somebody who like been there or like attempted to be there, just so I know like she has some understanding. But like, girl, don't tell me you understand what you don't understand. Literally, that's so annoying because like, I have been to more than once, and my dad was talking about how, in his opinion, he can always tell when someone has. He's like. They usually act really troubled and blah, blah, blah. And I can totally tell, like, this person was assaulted. And it took everything in me not to look him dead in the eye and go, you can tell all these other people have, but you can't look your own daughter in the eye and, like, know that she has. And so it's so, because it's like, they just don't get it. Like, people that haven't had that experience, like, they just don't get it the same. And they'll go, oh, I get it. I feel bad for you. And it's like, 
no you can you can feel bad for me all you want that's fine but it's like you don't get it no definitely not no i don't feel like no one really gets it that's one of my very like if you don't have to go therapy is good if you need to write but i always try to like find alternate like stuff to do like for your mental health like i knew like i learned that working out was really big like it really helped your mental health and, like, I see the difference while working out. So, I'm like, okay, like, there's alternate set of therapy. Because that's the first thing they say. It's therapy or medication. And I can't be on no more medication. <laughs> I feel that. I am very big into alternative um, therapies. That's partly why, like, the company that I started, like, that's partly why it exists. Is because I wanted people to have um, a space where they could get more education on like true healthier eating because I see so many places that are like we're healthy we have organic apples in one thing and it's like okay nothing else is organic everything has like food colorings and dyes and and like they're like oh we're so healthy that our salad dressing has canola oil it's great and I'm like literally that's the worst oil you can put in your body don't sit here and tell me you're all about you know, health and wellness when you literally are serving people canola oil. <laughs> like, that is the fate of my existence. Oh, that grinds my gears <laughs> more than anything. No, some people who have restaurants, they're really good at it. But some people, they're just like, I don't know what I'm feeding people. So I'm just makeup stuff. <laughs> literally. But, yeah, alternative methods, I think, are really, really amazing. Um, I... I know some people in like the more holistic health community are very, they can be anti-medicine. I know that medicine has a time and place. Um, I personally take two different medications and my goal is to wean off of both of them. Um, But obviously it's not the like right time and place for that. So I know that, you know, I need to stay on them until I get to a place where they're no longer necessary. But um, I've tried breath work, which is really amazing. That's probably one of my favorite things that I've tried. And I've also done, what else? I feel like I've done so many <laughs> things. Um, cold plunging, which is amazing because that really forces you to focus on your breath. And in times of like high stress, I'll like take a moment and be like, okay, drop the sol- like drop your shoulders and breathe and really focus on your breath because breath is probably one of like the best ways to really start healing yourself. Oh my gosh, mentioning cold plunging cold to do that like I see people do it and they'd be like I'm cold I can't do this and I'm like who will ever do that (laughs) (laughs) it's rough my first time I know everybody's first time is very different some people will get in there and scream and some people will cry and some people will be in there like they've cold plunged every day for their whole life like some people get in there and they're calm like one of my friends did that and she's like oh I've only cold plunged like one other time like five or four years ago and I was like, girl, you got in there like you've plunged every day forever. And so um, my first time that I cold plunged, I honestly, like my body went into such shock from it. And it wasn't even the cold. I think that I had just been stuck in fight or flight for so long that that extra fight or flight, my body freaked out. And I like thought I was going to pass out. And then the I did it with a lady um like a guided one and I don't know how I would have survived without her it was so incredible so beautiful even though it was really terrifying at the same time I felt so safe I felt in a weird way like in control but not because I knew in that moment like my body was doing what it needed to do and I needed to just let it run its course for that moment um and then when I got out I was like I'm gonna do this again (laughs) even though it was so terrifying, but it was because I took that step and decided that, you know, I was going to try something new because I currently do talk therapy like twice a month. I've done it for about two and a half years and I just was like, okay, this has been helpful for certain things, but for certain other things, it's not like she can tell me to do all this self-care and take a walk and do all these things. But at the end of the day, like my nervous system is still very much so stuck in fight or flight and so I was like how can I try something different to help me um really step out of that because I grew up with a very chaotic childhood and teenage years and I came out the womb stressed essentially so (laughs) 
I was like, well, I came out of the womb in fight or flight, and I've been there since. So how can I try something different? And I think that's where a lot of people miss the ball or like the point. They're like, oh, talk therapy is always, you know, the main go-to because it was for so long. But I feel like everyone needs something a little bit different. And some people might really need talk therapy. And there's so many different versions of like, quote unquote, talk therapy, like EMDR and, you know, um, I think it's like cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, things like that, which are great. But I feel like I feel like we all need a little more than some of those things. And so I like to incorporate a lot of different methods and techniques and they come and go as, you know, I need different things at certain points in my life and certain times of my healing journey. Um, And so I feel like having so many different methods being talked about now and being explored is so cool. No, really, I'm gonna have to do that. We don't have time for me to do that with you because I want to try so bad. <laughs> Girl, yes, there's one. I'll have to send you her schedule. I love plunging with this woman named Megan. Um, I've been plunging with her for probably a little over a year, and she has a couple um, group ones this month, which are super fun. So I'll have to send you them. Yes, no, I'm definitely down because, like, I've always wanted to try it, but I'm like. First, no one wants to go with me, and what if I freak out? Like, what am I supposed to do? I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, as an athlete in high school, I used to do cold plunges, and when you're doing it, when you're sticking your legs in because your shins hurt from running, that's, in my opinion, very different. Obviously, cold exposure is great in any form, but when you're really wanting that emotional release and healing um, that's deeper than just, you know, shin splints, um, I feel like that doing it guided is 100% the way to go. I've done guided and unguided just because I got to a point where I could do unguided. Um, But I feel like doing it guided, especially your first time, because I think if I didn't have guidance, I either would have A, passed out, or B, freaked out and gotten out, and then not have really gotten like the deeper healing that I had in that session. And then when you get out, you feel so empowered because you're like, holy shit, I just went through however much time, you know, they usually say at least two minutes is great. And so I I had done, I think, barely two minutes. And when I got out, I was like, oh my God, my body just went through so much in that moment. But I, like, I came out alive. And that was like such a freeing moment to get out of that tub and be so cold and be like, hell yeah, I did it. Oh my gosh, no, yes. Especially, like, that was just empowering because I'm like, no, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I feel like everyone should do it um, in some form. You know, they talk about when you have anxiety, putting your face in ice cold water. So like literally making a bowl of water and ice and then letting it sit there, get cold for a minute and then dunking your face in there, holding your breath for as long as you can. That's super beneficial for people with anxiety. No, for sure. I have done that. That's one thing I have done because I have, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety. So I do that so I now I can do the face part but like once you get to anywhere, anywhere, yeah because like, the body part for any part of it brutal especially in the winter time it's like you really don't want to go because you're like well it's already cold outside why am I going to go get in a cold tub but doing that because I still get scared and I've been plunging for probably like a year and a half at least and every time I go to get in I still have that moment of hesitation or I'll go, oh, I really don't want to plunge today, but I know that I should. And then I get in, and you never regret a plunge. Like, you get out, and you're just like, hell yeah. Like, the serotonin and dopamine that you get from that and the empowerment that you feel and the wake-up call that you get from that is truly, like, incredible. Well, you guys hear the phrase from Jordan to go plunge. I'm going to try it. I've seen girls do it, or even men do it after exercising, too. So I'm like, hmm looks very interesting but I'm gonna try it no I definitely am this year I'm gonna make it my year to try it hopefully yes let's do it together yeah see there we go that would <laughs> be so much fun in my head I'm like oh maybe not <laughs> you got this it's it's so amazing no yes so I haven't you know I'll be snooping and I'll, I'll be snooping I'll be looking at all your stories like, <laughs> <laughs> so I know you post about um being sober a lot like a lot (laughs) (laughs) and I've always just been curious like 
it's just been like going back my mind I'm like oh like it's like that like one of your main goals like helping people who like drink alcohol or like have an addiction to alcohol or so yes and no so the overall goal of the healing lounge is to help people with health and wellness as a whole um currently the best way we can do that without having a restaurant is doing the mobile non-alcoholic catering that's something that I've totally fallen in love with and has really become such a fun part of the business um but I just love sharing my sobriety journey because some people go well I don't have an issue with alcohol I don't need to quit and obviously there's been a bajillion studies showing how toxic alcohol can be to your organs. It can cause cancer. It gives you terrible anxiety, um, worsens your depression, gives you insomnia, so many other things. And I just like one day was like, well, I really don't find a purpose in this and I hate being hungover. And so I just was like, I'm done. I don't care. Cause I was never big into drinking. Um, I come from a long line of addiction issues and things like that in my family. And I told myself growing up that no matter what, like I wasn't ever going to be an addict. I mean, nobody wakes up and is like, you know what? I want to be like an addict, but I really wanted to be the person to break that cycle. Um, Cause it runs on my mom's side of the family. So like a lot of the women on that side have it. And I was like, this shit ends here with me like now. And so, and I kept my drinking in very good moderation, like a couple times a month would maybe have a handful of drinks with friends or going out. Like I didn't drink at home and I really just, I never wanted to develop a problem. So I was very mindful, but the more I started developing like health problems and things like that, like PCOS and realizing where my mental health was, um, I just was like, you know, this really doesn't serve a purpose in my life. It's so toxic. And so I just was like, you know, I don't want to drink anymore. So that's where that came from. And I feel like showing people that you don't have to have a problem with like with alcohol. And if you do, that's also okay because you can choose, you know, to work on lessening your alcohol intake. I know not there's not ever going to be a time where 100 percent of people are 100 percent sober 100 percent of the time. Um, And that's okay. Some people feel like they need it and some people don't. And, you know, when you really dive into why you drink and um, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with alcohol, that's really when you get to realize like your relationship with it. Cause some people are like, well, I only drink with friends because it makes me more fun. Well, it's, it's not giving you anything. It's not making you more fun. You are who you are. You are a fun person. And I love getting to show people that I will go out, shake ass like no other with my (laughs) cup of water or my cup of like, juice or something that I get because sometimes I'm like I don't want water I want like cranberry juice or something to be a little fun (laughs) and so I'm like I will sit here and shake some ass with my cranberry juice because to me like drinking alcohol doesn't make me a funner person doesn't make me a better person it just brought out the side that I was like scared to bring out um and so and I feel like a lot of people like the the non-alcoholic drink movement has become so popular and like the like the sober curious people is becoming super popular as well and so I love getting to share all of that online no it is I I just was like I was like so curious but I was like that's actually cool like I know like I normally drink with friends um but other than that I really don't drink especially during like the week or whatever just because I'm like so much other stuff but like I see like people like I know like some people that I've hung out with they're like yeah like we have to drink like it's really fun if we drink like I could do this more if I drink or I have more fun this way if I drink and I'm like "Eh, sometimes I don't want to drink girl (laughs) yeah that that was a hard part is learning how like consumed society is by it and how it's like uh, most of my friends and like my family were pretty good about it. I did get asked if I was still going to be fun without alcohol. And I would be like, well, I would start shaking ass after one sip of alcohol. So like <laughs> in reality, I didn't need it. I just wanted to shake some ass and have an excuse. Um, and so it's really learning how to navigate the like social interaction part of it, which has really been the hardest thing 
Um, cause like, I don't ever crave alcohol. I'm not like, Ooh, I wish I had a drink to relax. Like I've obviously found so many other ways to relax and deal with things and cope with everything. Um, and so it's just that societal, well, why aren't you drinking? Well, let me get you a drink. Are you sure you don't want a drink? Are you sure? And I'm just like, yes, if I wanted one, I would get one, but I don't want one because I don't. No, and you know the term like alcoholic. I see people even in twenty twenty three use it nowadays. Like, say I'm like with friends and I like I have a drink in my hand. Someone like you're alcoholic. They use that term so loosely and it'd be so annoying. And I'm like, bro, like do you even know what an alcoholic is? And like you can't go around just calling people that because what if somebody actually is? Like you just don't know how sensitive that word is. Yeah, and obviously, like like I said, I come from a long line of like actual alcoholics. My mom was uh in my teenage years really into like binge drinking so she would binge from anywhere from a couple days to a couple months and she would be the moment she woke up she would drink and until she would pass out and then she would wake up continue to drink till she passed out and it's like um alcoholism I don't know the exact definition of it um but I know that it it is so like loosely thrown out there and it kind of like makes me mad because I'm like some of you don't know what it's like (laughs) <laughs> no for sure I'm like some of you guys don't ever experience or never experienced it and you just think that term is just like used to just be used and it's not like there's just sometimes that's not ever should be used and like people just throw it out there like it's nothing yeah it's like if you're like I've seen people be like oh my god someone had three drinks like you little alcoholic and it's like let people live I let people live I don't care if people drink around me like to me, it's like, if you're going to drink, you're going to drink. I'm not going to drink. That's my choice. You can choose to do it or not. And people think it's so black and white, too. It's either you have to be sober or you have to basically be, like, an alcoholic. And it's like, there's there's so much gray area within that. You don't have to be 100% sober. Some people, like me, choose to. And some people choose to have a couple drinks on a Friday and call it, like, good for the week. Or some people like to drink on weekends. And some people, you know, there's so much gray area to that and even cutting back alcohol consumption let's say someone drinks um five drinks a week if they cut that back to two or three that's amazing that's progress and I feel like a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that no for sure I know like me and my friends I was called an alcoholic once by this guy on snapchat and I'm like I have not drunk anything in a month and I decided to go out because I've been working non-stop and you're just throwing that term out loosely. I'm like, it's so disrespectful. And, like, it was like, it's not disrespectful. Like, I was just kidding. I'm like, no, like, you should really learn how to use your terms wisely because you don't know if someone in my family had an addiction with alcohol or anything, and you're just, like, throwing that term out there. Literally, you said, sir, blocked. <laughs> and I blocked him. I was like, you know what? Hopefully you see this message before I block you. <laughs> I love that you're like and I'm gonna type my paragraph and send and block like right when they open it I'm like oh okay I think you read it you're typing block <laughs> literally you're like I don't care your response but no I feel like and I I do that like, well even like a lot of people I just block like if I don't like something I'm just like you're not benefiting my life anyway so I'm gonna just block <laughs> literally like if they are in your phone stressing you out like this is your phone you can hit block at any time on anybody if they do not bring any benefit and all they do is bring stress get them out no for real and i feel like i even tell my friend i'm like in 2024 i would not block nobody well we're nine days in 20 blocks later bro literally you're like i ain't afraid of that button i'm like i have you that button so loosely (laughs) literally it's so bad but no so like Going into stuff positive, do you have any, like, 2024 goals since, you know, we're still, like, in January? Hmm, I really want to grow the Healing Lounge for sure. I really want to get back into looking at spaces and saving up some money so that I can really open that restaurant and hit the ground running with it because that's the ultimate goal for it. Um, What else? Really, just get my health a little more under control. I recently got diagnosed with PCOS, and um, I just definitely want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can. My family all also has eating disorders, so I grew up with that. And so really, 
getting like my own disordered eating under control and really just living my best hot girl life, you know? Love that hot girl's life. Literally, it's not a hot girl summer, it's a hot girl life. It's a hot girl life. Because that is like your life forever. Like, it's not just a summer. We hot hot all year round. So, like, when people are like, it's a hot girl summer only, I'm like, no, we live hot girl lives because we are hot all year round. I mean, you say your bio. That's so (laughs) good. I love that. What are your 2024 goals? Um, to build my podcast, that's like really a big one. So, I'm like, hustling like really fast. Um, and to build my platforms, like, all of my platforms. I really want to be, like, one of those little content creator girlies. Girl, I feel <laughs> that. I just want to do content. Um, I'm working on my business. I'm starting my marketing business to market brands and, like, my clothing business. But really, overall, it's just to be my own boss in 2024. Like, really not have to work for nobody. Because I'm taught. Me and working for people, I am very vocal. And supervisors and bosses don't like that. And I have not been able to um, stay at a job. <laughs> well, yeah, they want you to, like, put your head down and be their little minion. And it's like, sometimes they're not being ethical. They're not doing things, like, a better way. And obviously, you're smart. So you're going to be like, hey, this isn't the best way. And they're just like, mm, you put your head up. And you're not being a good minion. Get out. No, for real. And I'm just like, like, my last job was so bad. I used to work for Arizona and it was okay, but, like, I've always had problems with supervisors. I got promoted into another position, and I still have problems with the supervisor. And my Ew. like, race is a big issue, and a lot of people thought it was race because I was the only African-American working there. But she would just call me out. Like, I could be, like, ahead of everybody. She would just be like, you're sitting here too long. You're not doing your job. And you can't, like, one day she was like, you came to work, not be lazy, like, do your work. Ew. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm just going to quit, because if I don't quit, girl, I'm end up in jail. <laughs> literally, going to jail. I'm not doing this. So I literally came into 2024, like, whatever, it's my year, I'm not doing this no more, because it's not working out. Exactly. See, there's some people that are just not destined to be in a 9-to-5, and you and I are those girlies. No, for real. I'm like, cause every 9-to-5, I always get into my supervisor. I'm like, they're like, my coworkers are like, girl, like, just leave it alone. I'm, like, I'm not leaving it alone. I'm vocal. Like, you're not going to tell me what to do in such a rude manner. I'm like, you have to, like, earn the respect. And you're not earning it, so I'm not giving it to you. Literally. Well, it's like they expect you to respect them when they, like, treat you like shit. And it's like, why do you think that, like, you're owed my respect if you're going to sit here and treat me like garbage? No, for sure. Like, it's never happening. And I'm like, and you guys have favorites. Like, I've noticed Arizona bosses jobs like i don't care where you go in arizona they have favorites and i'm not 100 percent. you're not gonna be playing favorites with me girl like not over here you're not like favorites you said i know my worth i'm my own favorite i don't need you to make me the favorite (laughs) for real and i'm like most of their favorites are the girls you know or the guys who sit there they're quiet they don't talk back they just say yes ma'am i'll do whatever you want yes sir i do whatever you want yeah that's not happening (laughs) yeah no not the vibe it's not happening so yeah those are my, like, ultimate goals, because I'm, like, I'm just not meant to work a 9 to 5, I guess. You got this. Your podcast is already getting big. You are going to do so amazing in 2024. Yeah, I'm super excited. Especially when, like, I was like, oh, she wants to talk about this. Oh, this will be good. Like, <laughs> I was like, this will be <laughs> such a good episode. <laughs> I love that. But now we definitely have to hang out for sure. Yes, and we can cold plunge, and we can hang out and do hot girl things. I know, because, like, I came into 2024, like, oh, 2023 was horrible, first of all. True. Like, I feel like 2023 was a downfall for most people, but actually, like, my best friend actually stopped talking to me towards the end of 2023. So I came in here without, like, a best friend, with no one. It's just, like, two friends. I'm like, dang, lost all my friends. Lost- <laughs> Literally. Trying to make friends up here is brutal. I had cut off, um, like, my only childhood friend from Tucson because she was on some weird behavior. And she, like, got all mad at me for, like, calling her out on toxic behavior. And she was like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I was just like, I'm me, so I'm not going to tolerate this. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I was like, you're not going to treat me like garbage and then be mean to me, first of all. That's not how this works. And I was like, second of all, I'm a year older than you. 
So respect your elders. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, no, okay, I'm you, baby. <laughs> I'm like, watch your mouth. I don't know who you're talking to, but it's not me. I was born a couple months before you, so stop it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm 11 months older. Watch your mouth. You're a child. It's okay. So I actually used to live in Tucson. I went to U of A. And oh, cool. The people down there are a little weird. I think they're, I don't know which like city, Phoenix or Tucson, have the most weird people, but I, I don't. Tucson's really weird. <laughs> yeah, like I met some weird people in Tucson. That's actually where I was sexually assaulted. And I was like, Sounds I, about I, right. Goddamn Tucson. I have never went to Tucson ever again after that. I was like, this is just like, it's just too toxic. I've been here for three years and I have only experienced bad. Like, I'm not coming back now. Understandably, I go down there because I see family, but other than that, I'm like, ugh. Every time I have to go down there, I'm like, do I really want to go? And then I like question my whole life of like, do I want to drive down there? Do I really want to take the time? On, like, a weekend to, like, go down there. It's gross. Tucson is just not it. Mm-mm, there's nothing to do there either. I feel like in my first year, I did everything. And I was like, okay, I'm in year three, and it's boring. <laughs> but it's boring. It's been boring forever. And now there's just so many people, and the driving's terrible. But there's really pretty mountains, I will say. Mm-hmm. But other mm-hmm. than that, that's it. That's, that's what we got. We got pretty mountains to look at. Yeah, even in like Phoenix though, like I feel like, well, I feel like we have more nightlife, but like I feel like nightlife is trying to, it's like kind of getting boring too. It's kind of like, okay, we need something different here. I know. I feel like it's not the same. Like I hit twenty one a couple years ago, and I was just like, oh my god, going out, and then I feel like it's just never been like as as I thought it would be. No, for sure. I kind of just started going to different states. Like for my birthday, I was like, I'm not. No, it's nothing fair for me. So, <laughs> literally, that's so smart. No, yeah, like last year I went to my twenty first. I went to Vegas because I was like, I didn't know what to do in Arizona. I'm like, I've heard like the clubs are all right, but they're not like interesting or like we're to celebrate your twenty first. Yeah, but I went to Vegas and then I had a party, and then this year I'm going to Texas or like going on the cruise with like two of my girlfriends, and I'm like, yeah, like we're not. I'm not staying here. That's not. I love that. I'm not saying, but like I've seen girls, like I go bingo, so I'm like old, right? <laughs> I love that. So old. I go bingo like Monday to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. And like all, I've seen girls. Girls come in and celebrating their 21st birthday at the bingo hall. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Like this girl, like when I went Monday, she's like, "It's her 21st birthday," and she's like with a bunch of old people. And I'm like, "This is actually super cute." <laughs> I love that for her. She said, you know what? With the old ladies it is. <laughs> I know. She probably had more fun, too. Like, she probably just had a good time. Because, you know, like, older people are more, like, I don't know, laid back. Like, really respectful. Like, and they, like, set, like decorate the table and put balloons and cake. And I was like, oh, like, she I know. And, like, it was in a casino. So, she did get to play the casino if she wanted to. But she was like, I just came here to play bingo. And I'm like, that's cute. Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. No, yes. And in the bingo hall, like, you could, like, play for free on your birthday, so. That's... You got tatted, like, I don't know if you see, like, <laughs> me. I've been tatted this whole weekend, so I have, like, a bunch of new tattoos on my, and you know, like, when I get tattoos, they peel. Oh, um, yes. Like, yeah, and so I got, like, five new tattoos. I got, like, four on my neck and one on my arm. So, like, they're all peeling at once, and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> this is not fun. You said, I'm not a snake, I promise. I know, but it feels like this. I'm like, try not to like scratch or like try not to be disgusted but I keep like getting disgusted every time I look at myself I'm like bro I look Ooh. like a bear. <laughs> I know, well I'm right? sure on your neck it's like so itchy because it moves so much when you move your head I know and so I'm like oh cringe <laughs> <laughs> oh no I haven't got tatted in a while oh my see my problem was like they were doing all those New York Eve like deals and I was just like, to not spend that much money, I'm going to just go during the New Year Eve <laughs> You said, I'm getting tatted. <laughs> and, like, I didn't think about it until, like, after I got, like, my third neck. Like, I had, like, butterflies down my neck, and I finally oh, got the last that. one. And I was just like, after, when they started peeling, I was like, oh, 
I should have probably been patient. But none of my other tattoos peeled. These are like my first ones peeling. So now I'm just Really? Like, They've never peeled? No. And I'm like really tatted. I have like my hands tatted, my thighs tatted, and none of my tattoos peeled. But these tattoos are peeling. And like my arm one, like my upper arm, she like went over the tattoo and made sure it was really dark so she's a quote. So it's like really thick peeling. And I'm just like, Ooh. I'm like, this is not it. Like, I just don't like this. <laughs> oh, that's so itchy. And I'm trying not to scratch it. You have no idea. I'm like, just get off of me. <laughs> Literally. But, no, for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> I'm just killing myself. So, you guys cater. I'm like, I'm going to need you guys for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we have like birthdays coming up. Like, everybody's birthday, especially during summer. There's like three birthdays in the summer. I'm like. My- we have like a lot of like little plans coming up and something exciting is coming up too and I'm like oh my gosh that actually would be cool to like do something with non-alcohol like I know people drink but I was like it'd probably be cool to like not have like a bar there like an actual bar instead of like doing something different yeah especially because it helps you connect better because when you're drinking um this is gonna sound so crazy because I just read it like a week ago but like the the liquors are called spirits because you basically like another spirit enters your body and that's why people will do and say like things that aren't like them like you'll hear someone go oh my god I like decided to like drive drunk and like do whatever with my ex and stuff and it's like you you look at that person and go mm, that's normally not like you it's because a different spirit enters their body when they're drinking um which I don't know if that's true or not I read that I thought it was really cool I thought it made a lot of sense in a weird way um but yeah, it really, like, prohibits you from actually, like, connecting with people because you think that you're connecting, but you're both so disconnected, and um, alcohol's a downer, so it's, like, you think you're, like, getting lifted and having fun and partying, but in reality, it's, like, a depressant, so it's making, it's, like, down-regulating everything, um, and so I feel like for events, it's so cool to have the non-alcoholic drinks because then people are at their best and being able to really like connect with people and obviously you remember everything and so being able to leave with the best memories and not wake up hungover oh that's my favorite yeah because i hate it. I, I do too i hate waking up hungover i've never woken hungover hungover before never experienced it experienced the first time and i was like i would never do this <laughs> literally i don't know what happened but at like 22 I started getting really bad hangovers and that was kind of like something that clicked was like I had two drinks and feel like I literally got like hit by a train like I would wake up and have such a bad headache that felt like my eyeballs were gonna pop out of my like skull and like my body just felt so awful and I was like two drinks I didn't even get drunk I didn't even get buzzed like this isn't worth it like putting this toxin in my body that gets me this messed up is not worth it and so, and it's so crazy how some people like you, like, don't get hungover. I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, for sure. I've never, ever gotten hungover to like one time. And I was just like, oh, this is different. Like, I've never experienced this before. I was sick, like, really sick. Like, going to the next day, I slept all day. And then I was like, I would never do <laughs> Literally. But I was like, I'm shocked because I've never been hungover before. So I don't even know how to go about this. And my parents was like, they called me and they're like, do coffee, like coffee helps. And it did help, but I was just like, oh, like I don't want to experience this ever again. Yeah, it's definitely hard navigating hangovers because you get like the hangover anxiety and your body is like so depleted of minerals and stuff like that. So it's really important to drink electrolytes if you are drinking, um, to really help replenish that because I feel like that's where a big part of the hangovers come from is obviously a lot of people don't pace themselves and go like drink 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 and like don't really drink water um so then they get like super super dehydrated yeah no and once you don't drink water say like you go the whole day without drinking water and then you decide to drink at night time like you already screwed yourself over literally like you're already dehydrated bestie yeah, like you don't have no water, honey, and <laughs> you don't need to be drinking. You better be drinking some lemon water. But it's that one cup at like three a.m. when you're already so plastered, your makeup's everywhere, 
and someone's like force feeding you water essentially and you're just like no and they're like but it's a vodka soda you love it and then you're like ooh, <laughs> no literally and then you taste it you're like uh this is water <laughs> and they're like oh the bartender just must, like must have not put a lot of alcohol in it it's fine <laughs> And then, like, I feel like it ruins everybody's spirits. Like, once you get to, the po- like, the point where you're about to block out or, like, you're throwing up, I feel like it ruins, like, everybody around you because now they're taking care of you. Like, now they're trying to make sure you get home safely, trying not to throw up, holding your hair back. They're trying to make you drink water. And, like, now not only did you get yourself drunk, like, really drunk, but now you, like, ruin everybody else's spirits. Oh, my gosh. Literally. So, funny story. So, that we, my friends and I had... A little Halloween party at my house and there was this girl that like one of my friends friends brought and she instantly got so drunk like I think she was already drunk when she got here I had never met this girl and my friends were like oh our friend group like we've thrown a lot of parties and they never had problems it's so fun um and so I was like cool whatever like let's totally throw a party this girl was so drunk and she falls and like splits her chin open and I looked at like the dude that brought her and I said that's your friend you need to get her because she was like pulling at her chin making it worse and she was like bleeding everywhere and I like got her a band-aid and like tried to clean her up and she kept ripping off the band-aids and then I ran out of large band-aids and so we were like using paper towel and gauze and trying to tape it and she kept ripping it all off and like was so drunk and stumbling everywhere and I was just like this is your friend and it totally like put a damper on the party because everybody not everybody but like a handful of us went into like mom mode trying to get this girl who was so fucked up and I was just like it just like it didn't ruin the time it didn't ruin the party but it definitely for a little bit everyone was just like oh my god because she was stumbling around the house bleeding everywhere and I thought she needed stitches I was the only sober one there apparently nobody else thought she did but her chin was pretty far split open, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I feel like when you, like, go to another party and, like, like people, like, you don't remember people. But I feel like if you get really drunk and then, like, one day you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go out again with, like, this guy or whoever I went out with. And then you see the same people. You don't remember them, but they remember you. <laughs> Literally, like, I would never, if, if she and I somehow became friends, I would never go out with her in a million years. Because I'm like, first of all, like, an hour into you being here, you split your chin and blood everywhere. Like, and I felt bad because she had totally just, like, I don't know how, I mean, she was drunk, so obviously that's probably why she tripped. But, like, she just totally felt, and I felt bad because I was like, ooh, in the morning, that's really gonna hurt. But I also was like, ugh, girl, get it together. <laughs> No, for sure. And you gotta be careful. And I just feel like the people, like, the guy should have tried to catch her. <laughs> he was inside. She was, like, sitting here just kind of, like, falling asleep in a chair. So we all thought she was fine. And so we all kind of, like, went back to our conversations because a lot of us were trying to, like, kind of watch her just to be like, okay, let's make sure, you know, she doesn't fall or she doesn't, like, drink more than she already has. And so it's it's crazy. No, and I feel like he is wrong for that. Like, you brought this girl. Like, you should have at least made sure she was okay. You should have took her home. Like, right right then and there, like, you should have, like, took control and took her home. Like, well, what are you doing just sitting <laughs> Well, she started, like, being mean to him. She'd be like, shut up. Go away. Like, you're annoying me. And he, like, he got mad and was like, I give up. She's being mean to me. And I looked at him and said, that's your friend. That's not my friend. You brought her into this house. I'm like, so you need to get her and get her home because I'm not dealing with this. Like, obviously, like, as the person that, like, I rent the house and so I'm like, obviously, like, as the person that lives here, I am gonna deal with it. But at the end of the day, like, she, like, you need to get her home. Like, she wasn't really friends with most people here. So I was like, you brought her. You're responsible. He was also, like, not sober but he was not obviously as drunk as her so i was like you're coherent enough to order her an uber to get her home that part like i don't care if she's yelling at you and calling you every bitch in the book like you at least got her home like at the end of the day you know she's drunk so yeah most of the time when people say mean stuff especially when they're drunk like sometimes it's just the drinking talking sometimes sometimes she's not meaning it but like you should at least just try to get her home like that's the least you could have done for her 
literally eventually he did because like my friends and i looked at him and were like you need to go because this isn't cool because he was like oh she's fine now she's sitting and i said great she was sitting five minutes ago right before she fell on her face <laughs> so oh yeah definitely don't see i'm very cautious with my friends because i feel like i've seen like even on social media some girls are like yeah i went out with my friend and she left me like I was reading a story and it's so like bad, but like this girl was with her group of friends. They kind of left her to get like sexually assaulted, and I was just like, people like that, like that's why I'm so cautious with friends because like people just leave you in like toxic situations, situations where they know you're not safe and they don't care. Literally, it's awful. I will be anyone's fake girlfriend. <laughs> like if a guy's hitting on you and being weird, I'll like, I always kind of people watch, especially because like I don't drink, so I am able to like kind of better read those situations and so I kind of definitely pay attention and then I'll be like hey girl like how you doing you know trying to be like wink wink how you doing do you need help because situations can change so fast and when everyone's drinking nobody's really paying attention anymore they're trying to take care of themselves not throw up drink more do whatever they're doing um and so I feel like things can get so scary so fast and like not even get noticed no for sure that's why i'm like especially in arizona that's why i'm cautious about my friends because i know down here no one is loyal not a lot of people are loyal down here and i learned the hard way and so i'm now very cautious around like people and the people i bring around oh 100 percent. people are so fake and so sad because i'm like everyone wants connection but like most people don't seem to know how to have it anymore Mm-mm. like I've had friends like one of my friends recently told me that like basically like one of my friends that I actually fell out with my best friend me and her fell out over the stupid thing like you know Rod Wave came here I don't know if you ever listened to him um and I paid for her ticket she was on all she had to do was pay me back she literally stopped talking to me a week before the concert <laughs> like, like stop talking to me <laughs> thanks for nothing and um like you know how you could go to Instagram and you could take somebody off your like following and then you could take them from following you like basically like removing each other without the other person doing it she did that to me no girl yes I woke up like two days later texting her like I'm worried because she always answers me and I'm like are you okay like texting her paragraphs like I'm here like you're freaking me out calling her because I thought something was wrong went to Instagram because one of my friends was like girl go to Instagram remove me (laughs) oh my god that's awful and, like, I told my friend, and she's like, maybe she didn't want to pay back, back the ticket, but she could have just said that, like, instead of just, like, ghosting you. Yeah, it's like, say it with your chest. That's what I, like, I respect people, how, not no matter what they say, but for, like, the majority, like, if you say it with your chest, I'll have way more respect, than, like, for you than if you, like, beat around the bush and lie to me. No, for sure. I hate liars. I hate being lied to, and I've done everything for her, like, I've been there, we've been friends for two and a half, three years, and I've done, like, I've always gave her everything. I When we went out, I paid for food, paid for gas, like, paid for drinks, paid, I paid for everything. So I was like, the least you could have did was just tell me, like, hey, like, I don't have the money, or, like, whatever the problem was to give me closure instead of just ghosting me. Like, I feel like everything I done for you, you could have at least done that. So it's kind of like, that's why I'm like, I don't trust people down here, because they don't care, like, if they're like, oh, like, I don't care about for you, the friendship, and after this ghost you, it's kind of, like, wild. Literally, I hate being ghosted. That is, like, the vein of my existence, because I, like, have a hard time with closure, and so it's, like, when you ghost me, it makes it so much worse. No, for sure, and then, like, you're not giving me closure. Like, I think the, like, most thing you could do, I feel like with anybody, like, the most respect you can give somebody is to tell them why you're leaving. I don't care if it's a friendship or relationship uh, talking stage, like, uh, get, at least give them closure or tell them what they did wrong so they can fix it. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Because it's, like, everyone's, like, well, I don't have to talk to them. I can just, like, remove them off Instagram. And it's, like, that's so rude. They are a human being. They have feelings. And I know that a lot of people go, well, I don't owe anyone anything. And it's, like, yeah, at the end of the day, you don't. But also, like, you don't have to owe anyone a anything to like be a decent person and like give someone closure because just because you're over it doesn't mean that they are and like they should get some form of closure like if you just block them on everything they're gonna think like they did something wrong and maybe they did maybe they did it like maybe you just like weren't feeling them and 
then they're gonna like wake up and be like oh my god what's wrong with me what did I do wrong and like spiral out which is really sad because some people like a lot of people don't deserve that no for sure especially people with mental health I feel like because I have anxiety and depression I overthink a lot especially my anxiety over worry or I'm like over everything <laughs> literally <laughs> like, same. everything like over dramatic <laughs> And so I'm like, when you remove me or, like, you ghost me, like, now my mind is running. Like, I already have, like, situations where stuff happens. So, like, now you're just adding, like, fuel to the fire. And I feel like you could have gave me closure. Because at least now, like, I'm not overthinking. Because, like, when I'm sad or depressed, like, I just, like, think about all the bad stuff that happened to me. And now you're on that list because you didn't tell me what happened. Literally. I just need a best friend. <laughs> We'll be friends. We sound so similar. I'm like, ooh, twinsies. I know we do, and I'm like, you're probably besides my two friends, you're probably the only other person that I found that's like down to earth and like understand. Like some people are just like, yeah, well, it's not about really like loyalty. It's just like about like if you can hang out. I'm like, no, girl. Like I would choose loyalty over anything. I'm sorry. Literally, I'd rather see you once a month and have you as a loyal ass friend who I know I could call at any time of day and like I'll be that person to you also then see you every other day and you like not be loyal at the end of the day and like do some shady shit behind my back no for sure I'm like and the thing the good thing is that me and her see each other every day but like I have one friend we never call each we never call each other we haven't called each other since last year (laughs) (laughs) in like November but I can call her or I can text her she can call me and we can ask each other for something or, like, do you want to hang out? I was like, yeah. Like, and we've been friends for five years. And I have that with a couple friends. But, like I said, I would always choose loyalty over anything. Because I feel like if, like, a lot of people don't give 100%. Like, you can give 100, they won't give 100 back. Unfortunately, that's just how it is down, like, even in multiple states. Like, that's just, some person will give you 10% and you could give 100. I hate that. And I'm Girl, right? Like, you're, I'm giving you 100%. Like, I'm there when you need me. I'm there. Like, if you want to get food, I'm there. If you need me to pick you up and you can't help me, like, what is that? Literally. That's, like, I always feel like I give 100% and I feel like most of the time I don't get it back. And then I'm sitting there going, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't they give more? And it's, like, sometimes you have to meet people where they're at, but it's also, like, damn, bro. Like, why are you giving me 10 but I'm giving you 100? No. And then you drop. And then once you drop to that 10% to match them and you're, like, you're giving me this energy, so I'm gonna give it back. They're just like, Oh, I don't want to be friends no more. Like, they feel like that you need to give them 100% when they give you 10%. Yeah, I'd actually had a really good conversation with one of my friends about that because I called her out on being like, Hey, you're not being a good friend. And at first, she was kind of like, Well, what the fuck? Like, I'm going through shit, you don't understand. And I'm like, No, I've given you so much grace, and you can't even like text me to check on, like, check in on me after like I moved. But I'll sit here and, like, check in on you. Ask if you want to do something. Ask if you want to go get something to eat. Work out. Like, even just, like, hang out at the house and, like, chill like chill out. And, like, we didn't talk for a little while. And then, like, we came back as friends. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was not being a good friend. I am going to check on you more. I am going to, like, step up. It's not fair to you to, like, give me a lot of effort and me not give it back. And she's like, I see how I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. And... That, like, felt so good because I, like, spoke up for myself to be, like, hey, I love you, but here's what you're, like, here's what I'm not getting from the friendship that I'm giving, and I would like it back, or, like, then we need to reevaluate. Because I was, like, if you can't match it, that's fine, but then I'm going to give you what you're giving me. Oh, no, for sure. And I've called friends out on that. I'm, like, I'm calling you. Like, I called you three times. I called you every single day. I text you every single day, even if it's a good morning. And you don't respond. And then some of them be like, yeah, I was just busy. And I'm like, it don't take that long to text me. It takes two seconds to just say, hey, I'm busy. I will talk to you later. I will call you later. Like, you're not putting in that percentage. So, like, why are we friends? Because I'm not. I was like, coming into this year, I was like, I'm not going to continue to put in 100% for everybody and receive 2% and 5% for what. Like, obviously, you don't want to be here. Literally. And it's like. You can always have, like, acquaintances and stuff like that. That's what my therapist taught me. You don't have to always be everyone's bestie. But it's also, like, I'm not going to try and be your bestie if you want to be my acquaintance. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> there's more people out there. I have to tell myself, like, there's a billion people. <laughs> Literally. And you obviously are just one of the strangers. <laughs> that everybody comes for a season or a reason. No, for real, I literally use, like, your lesson or a blessing. Like, I'm either going to learn something from you 
or you're going to be a blessing and you're going to be here. So Exactly. I don't know. But besides that, because <laughs> I'm like so happy. I'm like, dang, like finally someone who's nice. <laughs> Literally someone who's nice and gets it. Ah! I know. What have you done, God? <laughs> Literally. Universe, who did you bring me? And thank you. I know, right? Probably you. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we actually got to talk. Me too. Waiting. I know, like, we set this up, like, a couple weeks ago. So it's been, like, brewing over. But I'm really excited we got to communicate. Me too. <laughs> so, like, if someone in Arizona want to, like book your business like where can they find you so we have a website called the healing lounge az.com and then uh we're also on facebook and instagram uh at the healing lounge az as well you guys here you guys should book her because she's the best one we make the yummiest drinks so if you like yummy drinks without the hangover this is where we're at oh and she'd be oh much and you'll be really good for like parties or like I know, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of people are getting married, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I want, like, a bar, but not a bar, like, in Arizona. So, like, that's really cool, too. Yeah, then you don't get the weird drunk uncle that's, like, <laughs> trying to break dance on the dance floor and, like, be trying to be all up on everybody. No, for sure. So, you guys should definitely book with her. But thank you so much, Renner, for coming over here. Yes, thank you. I had such a good time. No, definitely. We'll have to do this again. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> yes, we can do so many podcasts about so many different things. I know. <laughs> so, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.